Drive Time and RT Radio 1. Listen back on the RT Radio Player app. Thank you so much and you're all very welcome into the Study Hub this evening for our final show on this run of the show. And on tonight we are discussing two fascinating subjects, I think, Spanish and construction studies. Now, the oral exams are coming out soon in a few weeks, just over Easter. So we will be discussing those and then we will be hearing more about the construction studies exam as well. So you're very welcome to get your questions into us now. But first, as it's our final show, we decided that we should look outside the traditional teachers list to get some rock solid advice for you all. So we sent out the bat call and asked someone who's a real expert on this education stuff to give us some golden tips. And we decided that we would focus on just one of the exams coming up soonest, the Irish Orals. So Julie Jay, she's not just an amazing comedian, but she also has a dark past as a teacher. So her school sketches are funny and accurate. We are thrilled that Julie Jay agreed to share her wisdom with us and you. So this is Julie Jay's guide to the Scrooge Bale, the Irish Oral exam. So grab a pion because a Lara Nothi and Aisht Lashaw. Sharon, we're looking at a 25 from the mocks. It's not quite a pass, but let's see what we can do. Oh yes, I did get divorced over the summer. It's been hard, but I'm getting through it. Sorry, pet. What was it you were asking for? A pen. A pen is a pound. No, a phone is a ring. I thought you were asking about the ring. Not at all. It's an easy mistake to make. We've got the pen. We've got the divorce. Now let's get cracking. Question one. True or false? What do you think, Sharon? True or false? True. Okay, well, you're on the right track because the answer is false. The good news is that 25 doesn't include the oral. Just go in there, say your diagwits, cut us a thought to throw in a couple of natters so they think you're from the grail tuck, and before you can say Norma Foley, you're at 85. For the orals now, remember, it's even long badminton, but you hate geography with a passion. I know you're an only child, Sharon, but make sure to make up imaginary siblings because it gives you something to talk about. Let's keep it simple and call them Fwinog, Cahir and Timpishta. Don't worry about the present tense. Sure, between you, me and the wall, when do you ever need that in real life? No, no. Let's focus on politics, controversial stuff like, do you think litter is a good thing? Remind me again, did you do the essay? Right. What would it have been on? Paper. It's not ringing any bells, but look, we'll give you the 10 and you're up to the 95. You know, you could be teaching the class at this rate, Sharon. In fact, I have a wedding in Westport next Friday. Why don't you take over for the day? Remember the orals now, Sharon. If they ask you what you would do if you were principal, say you'd put students who chew gum in jail. The more hard line, the better, because examiners respond really well to authority. As an uncle score, mention you want to be a teacher because they work so hard and that H1 is in the bag. <laughs> oh, Julie J there, follow her on Instagram or do you go to see her live? She's on tour and we hope that you take some of her tips there, particularly putting in the nathers. I loved that. That in particular struck home. But now this evening, the first subject for us also has an oral exam that is on over the Easter holidays and it's Spanish. And we're joined on the line now by Katie Lenahan from the Dublin Academy. Uh, Katie, good evening to you. Hi. What should I say? Hola. Oh, look, you can hola away there. Fantastic. Listen, you take this teaching <laughs> stuff so seriously that you've even set up an Insta teaching account. We're all about Insta now this evening. Just remind me again of your Insta handle there so the students can check out your wonderful videos there. 
Um, my Instagram is Miss Lens Languages, um, and it is extremely cringy, but it's my little baby. I love it so much. Listen, that's all right, and this is the place that we can really drill into your expertise on this. Because look, we're going to we've so much to talk about, and we will talk about the orals in a minute. But can we first focus on the written paper and start like with so many of the conversations I'm having with teachers about these adjustments, these amendments, these changes? Tell me about the the the, the form of the paper here, because the marking used to be 180. Sorry, used to be 220. Is it? Or tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so traditionally the written paper, which is two and a half hours, um, would have been marked out of 220 marks. But for this year, the students are really lucky and they only have to worry about 185 marks. Um, And there are changes made across all three sections of the paper. So section A is usually worth 70 marks and this year it is now worth a total of 60. Um, And it is made up of one long comprehension which is worth 50 marks and there are no changes to that comprehension. Um, And then it is followed by now a choice of one of two short comprehensions, whereas traditionally students would have had to do two. So that's the first section of the exam. Okay, section B then? Section B, um, probably the section where we've seen the least amount of change. It is still worth 100 marks um, this year and traditionally. Um, Questions one to four make up the first 50 marks and they're the exact same. And then question five, which is the thing that everyone is probably dreading the most in the written paper is the opinion piece. And that is that one question makes up the remaining 50 marks for that section. And students would have traditionally had two titles and this year they've been given three just to accommodate them a little bit more in terms of their preparation. So that's all of section B. And then section C is where we've seen the biggest amount of changes and section C traditionally would have made it up the remaining 50 marks and students would have had to answer one part of both question one and question two, whereas now it's only being marked out of 25 marks and students have a choice of one of four questions, which is amazing. I know. And the thing that's interesting as well is that in so many of the papers, you know, the the time duration has remained the same. And can I say, having spoken to so many teachers on this show over the last few weeks, this has been greeted with such enthusiasm that they're saying, you know, students will get a chance to really nearly enjoy the paper and get to show off what they've learned, which is, you know, a lovely message to get out there. But in terms of the oral exams then, you know, the big fear, I'm just moving on a little bit here because the big fear that students have Mm -hmm. is misunderstanding a word, getting a word wrong, saying something, you know, a skylga, for example. You know, can you talk us through the advice to settle students nerves as they prepare for the oral? Yeah, well, I mean, let me say this as someone who was like deathly scared of the oral exams and who really (laughs) had no idea what to expect that, first of all, I think it's important to acknowledge that all of the students' fears are completely valid because it is very daunting and especially after two years of a pandemic where we haven't really had the chance to socialise as normal, this probably isn't the best way to show them how to socialise using this language. But... Um, In terms of, I guess, calming them down and rationalising things a little bit more, um, something I always say to the students is that you go in with zero marks and for everything that you say, it's either going to just get you zero or it's going to get you something. I think the Leaving Cert kind of gives students this mentality that for everything you get wrong, you get Dr. Mark. Mm -hmm. And luckily, that's not the case. So you know, try everything because it's going to get you something. Yes. But in terms of... Um, Sorry to interrupt you, but in terms of, I guess, understanding the marking scheme, I'd say that's probably my first biggest top tip would be talk to your teacher, go online, research what it is that you're actually being marked on, because there's four components to the marking scheme, Mm -hmm. um, apart from the role play. Um, So your general conversation will be marked out of 
um, communication, pronunciation, vocabulary and structures. So I guess become familiar with what all four of those things mean and maybe where your strengths and weaknesses lie within those four components. Um, just so that, I mean, you're not going in with no idea as to what to expect from the examiner's end. Now, two things that I thought, um, I'm sorry, I'm just going to move you along a little bit quickly, Katie. No, no, that's we are, fine. Yeah, we're battling here um, with the clock here, but just the strategy that you had about the conversation. One of the things that I think makes a lot of sense is to be aware of it being a conversation mm-hmm. and have little lines that will trigger the next bit of conversation. An obvious place for an examiner yeah, exactly. to ask a question. Give me that because I loved that. Yeah, so um, I think students have this mentality that it's going to be a complete recital. And if you're being marked in your communication, one of those, one of the factors that will come into that is your ability to both understand and converse in the language. So one thing I always say to my students is, let's say for argument's sake, if you are writing an answer about yourself um, and you would love in the exam to be asked about your family straight after that, that maybe you'll end your answer about yourself with, and lots of people say I look like my dad or <laughs> lots of people say I have the same energy as my mum or something. So that you're kind of giving the examiner like a hint, like please ask me about this next. I loved that. I think that's very good. Tell me the other thing then in yeah. terms of the written paper. What is the kind of preparation that people can, you know, get under their belt over Easter that you think is most useful? Um, well, I'm actually doing an Easter revision course the, the same week as the orals. And what I would be focusing on in that and trying to hone in with, with the students is that this is the time to focus on your strengths, like to bring all of your strengths up to as much of a good standard as you can. So nail your tenses, make sure you understand basic concepts like the agreement of masculine and feminine nouns and articles and adjectives, all of the stuff that you would have learned in first or second year that maybe you haven't sat down and revised properly. Um, I would also say, because if it's a student or a very worried and stressed parent listening, (laughs) that when it comes to the opinion piece, if I, if I was going to advise anyone on topics to prioritise, um, I would say the topics of health, technology and social problems would be not necessarily predictions, but I think they're probably the three most valuable topics to prepare and to prepare well. Also, your point is um, don't look for the word social problems, that the students have to do a little bit of interpretation sometimes with that opinion piece. It may yeah. be there, just work harder to find it. Yeah, um, like I was like I was saying to you previously, that I think a lot of students are expecting the exam to say, write your answer about technology here. <laughs> and sometimes you have to have a look and see, okay, well, if a question says, Ireland has changed a lot in the last 10 years. Okay, well then, if you're really good at technology, you can say that Ireland has become way more advanced in technology or we have way more jobs because of technology that I guess focus on your strengths and try and figure out, can you adapt them to answer a certain question? And in terms of learning things off and revising, don't learn an answer off and assume that that's the only title you can use that information for. Make sure that you're aware as to the things that you're learning off. Make sure you know what they actually mean and maybe sit down with yourself and say, "Okay, I'm going to do a mind map. If I know technology, what are all of the Mm -hmm. other things that I use technology for that I can use in other questions. Does that make sense? Totally. And my last bit of advice Mm -hmm. that I want from you is about the aural and not heading off home. Oh yeah, (laughs) no doubt, that's my biggest fear. So this is just a public service announcement to every student sitting the Leaving Cert exam, that your written paper will end at 12 o'clock and your listening exam starts at 10 past 12. So please don't go home or go and get a chicken fillet roll in the shop or something. Please stay in the school and sit your hour exam because it is still worth 20%. 
Um, I would also say maybe become familiar with the structure of the exam, that every question, say like question one every year is always an announcement, that kind of thing, that you're aware of it. Unfortunately, the only topic that you're guaranteed to come up is the weather. So if that's a case of from now until you sit your exam, that when you um, ask Siri about the weather or something (laughs) that you ask, you know, that you're asking it in Spanish or that you're watching the weather forecast in Spanish maybe twice a week or something that you're becoming familiar with the vocab. Um, And then something I guess you can do in terms of passively preparing is just listening to as much of the language as possible. If you watch YouTube in the morning when you're getting ready for school, go on to youtube.es and listen to it in Spanish or listen to a Spanish podcast for the, like one day a week when you're listening normally to an English one. Make small little changes that don't seem as intimidating or time consuming as traditional study methods might. Excellent. And I liked you doing an idea as well about, you know, choosing Spanish subtitles when you're watching TV just all the time trying to enrich it. Gracias. Thank you, Katie Lenhen from the Dublin Academy. (laughs) Wonderful advice there. We'll all go on to Insta now and have a look at you there. And if people want to get more information from you and your advice, they can check out your videos there. Thank you so much for joining us this evening and sharing your expertise with us on that. Next up, only yesterday we had the latest announcement of increases in electricity and gas prices for homeowners. So it's no surprise that energy efficiency plays a big part in the theory paper for construction studies. But do you know your vertical sheeting insulation from your cellulose insulation and your thermal bridges from your passive house standards? Well, I bet that these two gentlemen do. One one is a commercial type window, okay, and the other one is a domestic type window. The lower price one is a domestic Domestic side. And we're a domestic, so it's great, isn't it? Yeah, but we we are and we aren't. If we look at, like, if you look at the window size that we have here, right, we've got a huge, big, tall window, and, and what I was really hoping to do was to keep that as one pane of glass from floor to ceiling. What they're saying is they can give us a window for that, but we will have to stop it two-thirds of the way up and put a bar the whole way across. And we're going to have, a, it's what's known as a fan light. As a percentage of the build, it's not a huge amount, that the saving, that it doesn't warrant. It's still a lot of money, Dermot. Oh, no, I know, I know, I know. So smart. Can I do an inspection of your... Shower room and yeah. bed. You've got posh in here. <laughs> oh, I love those tiles. Beautiful colour. And I love the floor tiles as well. Well, I think you've done unbelievably well. There's no doubt that Fred and Joe have done a fantastic job in creating a perfect home from home for this touring puppeteer. What a great setup! And these are both recommended viewings of my next guest, Michael Hennessy, construction studies teacher from Hazelwood College in Limerick. Michael, great to talk to you again. We spoke with you last year on the Study Hub. Good evening, Evelyn. Yeah, thanks for having me back. Listen, we're delighted you're back. And let's again with you the adjustments to this paper this year. You might talk us through what students should expect to see in front of them on the paper in terms of the format and structure, Michael. I suppose the the format, the as it was last year, it's any four questions from. 10 on the theory paper um, and the compulsory question, question one, you has been removed. You don't have to answer that as part of your four questions, which is a huge advantage. And the marks are now 240 for that theory paper, making up 50% of construction studies in total. Um, there's a day skills uh, test um, practical. Yeah, I was it's going to ask you about that because I remember last year we talked about the fact that that hadn't happened, I think, because of COVID and now it's back. It's back after two years, yeah, we wow. haven't had it. So um, a bit of practice to be put in there and some hone some of the skills for, usually we're talking about something like having joints, hosing joints, dovetail joints, marching thinning joints or twin marching thinning joints. 
and generally it's six piece it's six pieces that's down for this year various lengths um majority of them are 18 mil thick there's one 20 mil thick and you get a drawing on the morning that you go in there's three days wednesday thursday and friday and there are three different tests one different on each day and um, they'll change around the joints and the pieces to suit uh, um, i suppose the the thing there was to not have an advantage if you were doing it on the friday over the people who would have already sat it on the wednesday um, and that's 150 marks making up 25 percent so it, it's probably a nice test in that it's um, you against the clock for four hours it's probably the fairest test. OK, you know? and then looking at the theory exam itself, you know, there are some definite or very common kinds of questions that you can get. Maybe you talk us through those quickly. Yeah, um, yeah in the, if you were going to answer the, the, the drawing questions, there are two on the paper coming from a variety of floors, roofs, windows, doors, stairs, walls. So you're drawing various sections to those. So you'd have to draw technically and put the sizes and notations on it. Generally, you'd be spending about 45 minutes on something like that. Um, question five is the U-value of mathematical question. Um, generally looking for a table to see how much heat is lost through either windows or walls or, again, the pins in the question and stare in front of you. And then they usually do something like an oil uh, for another part of it, just to, you know, giving you a typical size of a room or a, or um, a house and telling you there's things like temperature differences and what's the cost of oil if you're going to run oil heating for nine hours a day, 39 hours a week, and they'll give you a cost and a calorific value that for the oil. That would be some cost, I can tell you. Can you talk to yeah, me about the importance? <laughs> yeah, talk to me about the importance of drawing and sketches and how precise do they have to be, Michael? Oh, the sketches would have to be very accurate. You're looking at almost producing like a picture that's inside in the book, that kind of quality. Uh, the proportion has to be fairly good. Uh, you'd be, you know, if something looks like 100 millimetres and you have something in then you're saying that's 50 millimetres, it would want to look half of the thickness of the other one. So it's your proportion when you're setting it out needs to be good as well. Um, it obviously has to be coloured and it obviously has to be labelled and say something like a concrete block, you'd be saying something like 440 millimetres by 215 by 100. So you're given the length, the height and the thickness of the block. So you'd have to know these sizes off your head. But like the, once you know it and learn it, the size of a concrete block doesn't change or the size of a concrete brick doesn't change. <laughs> so there's advantages and things like that. Now, are there, um, are there sections you can possibly leave out? You know, this is the question students always ask. What's your advice around that? It's kind of getting a little bit harder in that there's common threads through, like, say, for example, in the, um, things like passive solar gain, sustainability, environmental impact. They are becoming very common themes through all questions. We'll say three, four, five, three, four. Two, three, four, and then seven, eight, nine, ten. So they're common themes. It's very hard to pick something and leave it out because of um, the way the questions are uh, phrased and developed. You, you kind of have to have a very good grasp of the whole lot. I was thinking about this. The, the only one that I would do a small little bit or not spend a huge amount of time on would be something like uh, daylight illumination and things like that. Um, it hasn't come up too often. Something like twice in the last... Mm -hmm. 10 years so you could be leaving something like that out um, and very quickly Michael really quickly study timetable from now to June what do you recommend once they have that day skills day out of the way once day skills out of the way I'd be saying sit down take a whatever your A3 or A4 format 
uh, page and literally go through every chapter, write out the buzzwords, okay. the keywords from the chapters and be able to kind of explain a little bit about each one and throw down the, the sketch relevant to that particular um, topic. So if you were doing the floors, throw down a couple of sketches you have for the floors and write the common sizes okay. and the parts just to get the picture into your head. Because if you can, if you know the, the sketch, you'll be well able to draw it if you wanted to, if that question came up on question one or question seven. So that'd be what I'd be advising my students to do. Thank you so much, Michael. That is great advice. I mean, you know, never has there been a more relevant subject really for our times. Uh, so thank you so much for coming on the line there from Hazelwood College in Limerick. Michael Hennessy there helping us. And if you want to go back over Michael's advice or indeed find out about guidance about other subjects, please check out our podcast. They're all there. And the notes and additional material is all there on RT Learn as well. And as we were saying earlier, that's our lot for this evening and for the series this year. And before they throw us out of studio, I want to thank our study hub producer, Karen O'Byrne, the team here at Drive Time and all the teachers who share their information with us and finally just to wish you really well as you face into these final weeks of preparation for the exams in June so huge buckets of luck don't forget about the podcast but for now here Sloan Gafol